0: Hello and welcome back to a pinch of honesty. Um, the program that I use for podcasting has completely changed their interface and they currently have video set up. So this is video recording as well as uh, audio recording and so it's kind of a weird to look at myself um I'm kind of used to looking at there's this uh, bar that goes across the screen that kind of shows you like, intonation right like am I talking really loud or really soft and now I'm just looking at myself so hi <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody will ever actually see the video we'll have to see uh, when this program finishes like you know uh, is it just me are you just gonna hear audio I have no idea anyway welcome back <laughs> um where have I been what did I do this weekend what's going on what's what's up with the world? Um, so, uh, as with pretty much everybody in the United States, we got a big snowstorm. Uh, we were going to go camping. Remember I talked about camping, super excited about camping. And, um, it was going to be like minus nine degrees. I'm not camping in minus nine degree weather. Like that sounds miserable. Um, so we didn't go camping. We hung out at home, which was, which was great fun. Um, I've been working on my watercolors And I currently can see kind of like an overlay like in front of my desk, which if video eventually works, maybe I'll show you. Um, I can see day 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. And um, some interesting things happened with watercolors. So first of all, I did a kit. Um, I did a kit that was done by Let's Make Art. And um, anybody who's interested in kind of watercolor kits, I started getting the kits from them for my daughter. And um, I ordered like a single one for me. There's something that's very interesting about them. So first of all, they have videos, instructional videos, for pretty much every single one of the things that they post, which is awesome. Um, Second of all, they come with um, a postcard that's called like Let's Make Art Matter. And it is you do a watercolor on a postcard. It's pre postage, it's pre addressed. And they tell you kind of the story behind um, some folks who are sort of in need of a little bit of a pick me up. And so um, I did a postcard for a lady whose um, husband had passed away. And because of COVID, she's like just home by herself. And so, you know. I did some like flowers for her. Um, There's also a um, foster facility for children. And so my daughter and I did a lion, a rainbow lion for them, Um, you know, and another one just showed up and it's like this company really, it kind of, it kind of touches me, right? It's like, it's nice that they think about other people. Um, And I'm sure it's not cheap to pre, you know, postage, all these postcards to send out to folks. Um, But love it. Hello, love it. Um, So that's one thing. And the kit was really fun. It was really fun to do. It was really loud. Um, You can see if you see video, you can see the purple room I'm in. So if it's loud, I like it. Um, I then tried doing a tutorial to do like these really simplistic flowers. And um, I freaking hated it. I hated it. (laughs) So I Chopped off a portion of it because I couldn't stand it. Um, And then I just decided to just go kind of crazy. I'm picking it up here. So if video eventually works, maybe you'll actually see this. Oof, some whacking stuff. Um, I just kind of went crazy. And I just dabbled splotches of color everywhere. And I decided to make it a windstorm of flowers. And I love it. I love it. It's got just the right amount of green. It's got all the colors I love. I added in sparkle colors. Um, so as far as like composition goes for something that speaks to me as an individual, it speaks to me. So I was really happy with how it turned out. And I think more than anything, I was actually happy that I could fix something <laughs> um, in art that I had messed up. So long term, my plan with watercolor, right, is I want to be able to sit in my garden and sketch out things in my garden, Right. And so I decided to try a more realistic dahlia approach for today. So I watched a bunch of videos. Um, I think the leaves came out well. The dahlias themselves, because I was going for a lighter colored dahlia, um, they don't really speak to me, and they're a bit on the blah side. Uh, my daughter hates them because there's like you know they're very washed out. Um, So I'm thinking for tomorrow about either doing something just very abstract to kind of relieve the stress of trying to do something real or doing um, just a flat out realistic rose, like a single rose looking down kind of on a rose. Um, I've found like a number of tutorials on doing them. It requires actually pencil sketching, which scares the piss out of me. Um, Most of what I have done If I've sketched at all, it's been really, really light and kind of like just as a guide. Um, To do a realistic rose requires me to actually sketch, and that scares me. So again, right, like this year, I want to focus on things that scare me that I really want to try. So um, that's what I'm going to do, right? So that's my plan. I'm turning off this video thing. The video thing is actually kind of creeping me out. (laughs) So I'm turning it off. Hopefully, like... I don't know. Hopefully it just doesn't mess with anything. Um, all right. So speaking of art, um, my, my brother um, has always been good at art. And I'll say it this way. Because um, who knows? Maybe at some point in time, my brother will actually like listen to this podcast. Um, my brother, you know, in the 80s was really good at copying a lot of other kind of 80s artists. I think he has struggled to find kind of his niche, right? Like the, the area of art that speaks most to him. Um, I personally don't find a lot of his art visually appealing. Um, I think there's lots of people who do find his art visually appealing. The thing with my brother that's interesting is that ever since I can remember, and I mean, we're talking like, you know, I probably was five or six. My brother was like drawing things and he was drawing Garfield mostly for me. (laughs) Um, He's never questioned his art, right? Like he's never looked for somebody to look at it and go, yeah, like that's good. Um, he's just, hes always known that he is an artist and he just puts it out there. And whether you like his art or you hate his art, um, it's just out there. It's out there in the world. And he just, he's got this confidence about him. Like, you know, like I'm an artist, here's my crap. Um, I'm sure it doesn't call it crap. um, here's my art, like take it or leave it, you know, but he's just never had any fear around that, and I think because of that and the fact that I have struggled to be artistic in in kind of a paint type way or or sketch type way, um I have zero confidence when it comes to it, right, and so it's it's a very different it, it's hard for me, it's hard when you don't have confidence. Um, there's lots of things in my life where I have a lot of confidence, but art is not one of them. And again, when I do something and I genuinely don't like it, (laughs) it's really hard for, you know, other folks to be like, Oh, like it looks, it looks pretty. It looks cute. And to me, all I see is flaws. Right. So I'm currently putting a binding on a quilt. It's part of my hundred day, right? Like I'm knocking out stuff that needs to be finished. And, um, there's, there's mistakes, right? There's errors. I cut something too short, right? Like And all I can see is errors and I have to keep reminding myself, right? Like when somebody looks at this, they're going to see it as a whole thing. They're not going to see the individual little tiny components of it. And I think that that's part of a life. I think that we have a tendency to focus on like those little things. You get like a little tiny pimple and you can't stop looking at it, even though nobody else will ever notice it. Um, And I think that's just how we are, right? Like we focus on those little things. And so I'm really trying with a lot of these things to just kind of take a step back, right? Like take a step back and look at the whole, look at the big um, and not focus on all the, the little tiny things that are driving me crazy. And, um, you know, and, and with, with looking at a kind of a bigger perspective instead of a smaller perspective, I feel like it helps with some of my perfectionism and some of my issues with being a perfectionist. So today we had a rough day with doing some homework early on and, um, and my daughter we were, t- were trying to go through one of the pieces of homework and I said something that set her off, right? I don't know what it was. It set her off, um, probably correcting something I couldn't read. Um, and she just stood up and she just walked off. She walked off to her room and she started cuddling one of her, one of her stuffies, you know, and I instantly went in and it was like, look, like this isn't how we behave. And, um, you know, I'm taking away your tablet time and, you know, blah, 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 like the hammer comes down. Right. And, you know, she sits down by herself. She finishes up two homeworks. She shoves them underneath the door of my sanctum. Um, and they're done well. Right. And I go back out there and we, we talk about it. We finish stuff up and then, you know, she finishes up all of her work and she says, Hey, can I have tablet time back? And my instant response is, I don't want to give on this because I made a decision and I'm sticking with it. Right. But I had to, again, take that that step back, not in the minutia, not in the details of the moment, but take a step back and really think, like, she did what was best for her, All right? So in the moment she was spun up, right, something was bugging her, whatever it was, whatever wasn't working for her, and she took herself out of the situation. So A, you know, as a parent, I need to actually look at that and say, like, shit, like, my kid is fucking smart to do that. Right. So instead of losing it or getting pissy or saying something she would regret, instead of any of those things, she took herself out of the situation and she calmed herself. Um, and B for me to be pissed because it wasn't what I wanted is absolutely asinine, right? Like as a parent, like that's asinine. <laughs> like seriously, you know, Christina, check yourself, right? Like your kid did what was best for her, which is advocating for herself in the way that she saw necessary And it didn't sit well with me. That's bullshit, right? And so I thought about it and I was like, yeah. And and not only that, but, you know, I was like, look at me, look at me in the eyes. And I apologized. And I said, look, you know, you did what was best for you, what was right for you. And as a parent, spot on kid, right? Like, that's what I want. That's what I want you to become is somebody who advocates for herself because you know what you need. And so not only did I give her tablet time back, right, but I, like I, you know, let her have a little extra tablet time and we talked about it, right? And I think also owning up when you mess up is just, it's it's necessary for your child to learn a bit of humility and to also learn how to communicate, right? Because if what they see is only yes, 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 right? Like my parents tell me something and this is just how it has to be, Um, she's not actually growing into the human. I want her to. So anyway, um, I saw this quote and it's kind of around like the same type of, uh, you know, the same type of, of approach. I'm trying to take with a lot of these things, Um, which is you can't change your future, but you can change the habits that will surely affect your future. And so instead of actually focusing on this kind of grandiose long-term thing, right. And so, um, like, right. Like I want to be able to sketch, you know, the peonies in my garden, right? Like I want to, um, I'm not focusing on that. Right. But what I, instead I'm, I'm focusing on are the habits that will allow me to get there. Right. And I think for a lot of people who are trying to like take up exercising or taking up anything where they want to, to make a change in their life. Instead of looking at that long-term end goal, look at the little tiny habits you can take that will that will get you there, right? So when I started to really remove um, sugars from my diet, you know, it it was interesting because, um, well, a, I was in so much pain <laughs> that that um, taking them out wasn't necessarily hard, but sticking with it was hard, right? And th- making it into a habit, making it into a habit where like I don't reach for something sweet because I don't need it. And I know what it does to me. Um, You know, those things um, had to become a habit, but they have affected my future, right? So I'm putting it out there for you to think about, right? So little habits, they make big change. You know, my dahlias um, look like wispy, not gorgeous dahlias today. Um, They're not dahlias I would choose to bring into the world if I were to birth dahlias from my garden, which I do often. Um, But my leaves, look a lot better. My stems look a lot better. And I'm digging that, right? Like those are things I struggle with and I'm digging it. So, um, there you go. Those were, those were two of my little, my little, uh, bits for you for today. So, um, the other thing that my child brought up, so I I don't know what it is. And at some point in time, you know, I'm guessing maybe a few of, um, you know, her friends will, her friends' parents will pick up on my podcast. So I'm never going to drop names. Um, but there is this, this child in particular that my kid is friends with. And this child is just, I don't even, I don't even know how to put it into words. Nothing gives this child a spark. Right. So, um, my kid, you know, it's, she, we're reading a book about a music, magician, magician, if I can say the word. And, um, I got her a top hat and a cape and it's like, you know, the spark of joy, you know, that spark where like, holy crap, they are over the moon. And this kid, nothing ever does that for the kid ever. Doesn't matter what it is, nothing. And I see it as an adult. I never say anything because I, a, I don't want to push her one way or the other with who she's friends with. And also, you know, I kind of don't want to, to me anyways, it's almost like speaking ill of a child. Right. But anyway, so, um, Yesterday, she played with this kid outside, um, you know, masks on in the snow, fully donned up. And I said, you know, how did it go? Did you have a good time? And she was like, you know, um, this kid is a rocker kid. And I was like, oh, okay. What the heck's a rocker kid? And she goes, you know, like those kids who just want to wear all black. And they're just like, (sighs) And I was like, "You mean kind of like a goth kid?" She's like, "I don't, I don't know what a goth kid is." And I'm like, "You know where like they're not really smiley and they're just kind of like everything's like blah." She's like, "Exactly, that is exactly how it is playing with this kid. Um, they're a rocker kid." And I was like, "Well, I think the, the kind of the official term is kind of like emo or goth or." Um, And she's like, well, you know, this kid doesn't really wear black, but yeah, you know, the the attitude is the same. And so now, you know, in our house, right, like these kind of like depressed type kid who's just kind of uh, um, is a rocker kid. (laughs) And it's interesting that A, she noticed it, right? She noticed that this, how this kid really is. Um, And I'm wondering long-term, you know, what that means for the child, right? You never want to speculate, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to speculate where somebody is going to end up or how things are going to go, but When somebody truly doesn't seem to see joy in a snow day um, or joy in, you know, kind of these childlike wonder things, it just, you know, long term, I wonder, what does that, what does that really mean for a kid? You know, Um, and it, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, to me anyways, I'd be worried Right. And so I'm, I'm trying not to put that out there on this other kid. Right. But I would be worried as a parent, um, because, you know, my kid is so joyful, right? Like she does take just sheer pleasure in everything. Um, and so, you know, I was on Facebook and, um, one of my husband's old motorcycle friends, right. And and this is a guy who's, you know, 55, 60, and he had posted a picture of when he left home for the first time. Right. And he's in like this, you know, Beat up El Camino with, um, uh, you know, like a motorcycle on the back, and and he's looking super hip, like early eighties, late seventies, you know, and he's got that look like I will own the universe, right? And this is somebody who hasn't owned the universe, right? And so it's somebody who hasn't, I would say, to some degree, I'm putting this in air quotes, succeeded in kind of the traditional sense. I'm not even sure if he's necessarily really happy with where he's at or what he's doing. Um, And, you know, looking at that picture, I just always wonder where the roads kind of turned for an individual, right? Where they made decisions along their path that led them to where they are. And they're not happy, right? But they're there. So they're just going to stick with it. And so, you know, change and starting something new is always really, really hard, but if you're just genuinely kind of unhappy it's like, well, <laughs> shit. You know, do you stay there, right? You only have one life. And I know people often say that, right? But it's 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 honestly true, right? Um and so I think the other issue is is how do you actually even find your joy, right? How do you find what really gives you a spark? And so um you know, I do meditate every single morning, right? It's part of my morning ritual. Um and like I said, you know, in one of my other podcasts, right, it's probably only six days a week, right? So I probably miss one day a week. But during those times, I really try to reflect and I really try to figure out me, right? Like, who am I? Again, right, singing the who song. And, you know, I wonder seeing these old pictures, like, if this person had like a real strong sense of self and then lost it, did they just not figure out what really spoke to them? You know, how did how did they really end up where they are? And so then, you know, I, I go back to this, this friend of my daughter's. Um, and I wonder if you don't, if you never have that, that sheer joy, if you never get that excited, that, that, you know, complete elation over something, um, how do you ever figure out your spark, right? Like my kid's current spark is magic and she wants to learn to levitate. Um, she actually believes that it is real, right? Like it is something that, um, that, you know, can honestly happen in the real world. Um, not that it's, you know, sleight of hand, but regardless, she's reading up on it. She's studying up on it. She's totally into it. And I'm sure in another two weeks, it's going to be vet medicine, right? And in another two weeks after that, it's going to be something else. Um, But there is that spark, right? And that spark is what I kind of want to foster. And so um, I just, you know, I wonder looking at these old pictures, if people, when they look back, um, think they missed the boat, right? Or are they completely happy? And so, Um, I just, you know, I speculate, I really speculate. And so what I'm hoping is I'm hoping that any of you that are listening, if you haven't found your spark, really sit and try to figure out what your spark is. Right. And, and if you don't, you know, maybe what you need to do is just try, start creating some avenues to look for your spark. Right. I would never have guessed in a million years that watercolors would bring me as much joy as it has been because I'm not artistic in that way. And pushing myself outside of my my boundaries, outside of my box, um, has kind of opened a door for me, right? And it's like, and now, you know, on Instagram, there's this huge community of folks. And, you know, I, I've even bought a piece of art off of one of the Instagram ladies because I love it. And I feel like it's, you know, it's it's opening this pathway for me. Not that it will ever become a career, but it, it brings me joy, honest to goodness, joy. Um, and so... I'm looking at my list here, um, you know, and, and so I think I'm totally stumbling here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm having issues with how to get this out. (laughs) Um, when it comes to like starting something, right. Like starting a craft project or, um, starting almost anything for me, anything, um, I'm a waffler. Like I sit there and I waffle and I have a really hard time. And I know that there's loads of people out there that will start like 22 different knit projects because they love the starting of something new. And deep down, I hate it. I hate it. Um, I like to finish things. I like to end them. I don't like starting them. And so, you know, with doing like the hundred day project and having to start a different art project every single day and having to um, mark things off my lists and start things that are new and push myself, I'm forcing myself to begin things anew um, on a regular basis. And it is scary for me. It's really hard for me. And, I'm trying to, to let that feeling of fear and that feeling of, um, uncertainty and change just resonate within me, right? Like just be part of me and I'm not trying to push it away. I'm not trying to say like, don't be scared, right? Like, I think that's unfair to myself. Allow myself to be scared, allow myself to feel that intimidation that comes with doing something new, um, and just let it be right. Um, When the watercolor that I was working on yesterday turned to crap, instantly I wanted to ball it up and I kind of wanted to just be furious. And instead, you know, I decided, well, I'm going to take action. I'm going to take action. And one way or the other, it's going to be my decision to fix it, change it, do what I need to. Um, And so, you know, those those are the things that I'm kind of advocating for myself right now. And so, you know, if you're listening and if you're kind of the same type of person where, you know, I definitely can get stuck in a rut and I can be there for a long time. <laughs> um, challenge yourself, just give it a go, right? Pick something, even if it's something that you have kind of this like wispy interest in um, and just get over the initial fear to start it. Let the fear sit there, right? It'll all, Like for me anyways, it's still there, right? I'm on day 18, it's still there, um, but I'm still rocking through it, right? So There you go. That is my rambling, um, hodgepodge for today's podcast. Um, I really hope that you try something, try something new, step outside your comfort zone. Um, and you know, if in any way, shape or form, you know, this podcast has kind of pushed you to try that, uh, drop me a note, drop me a line, let me know. Um, because I'd be really interested to see what you kind of pick. I don't want to be one of those people who ends up doing like 172 things crappily, um, because I couldn't settle down on one thing. Right. So when I picked the watercolor thing, I was like, look, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a real go for a hundred days. And so, um, I'm not telling you how to live your life, but you may want to, if you're going to pick something new, also try to kind of stick with it for a bit. Um, and really try to get over that hump of things, not being easy or going well, right. Techniques, especially for like the watercolor stuff, right? Like there's techniques for how all these things work. I have no idea uh, what I'm doing half the time. I'm just following tutorials or videos or things I've read and just trying to make the best of it. Um, And what I've found is that, you know, allowing that, that patience with myself and allowing myself to fail um, is teaching me a ton, right? So um, choose to be brave and um, I will see you on the flip side.